Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is the Green Zone. Oh my! He is the fattest man in the NFL! This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is the Green Zone presented by BetMGM Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds as we are just about to start the third quarter in Green Bay and we're waiting for Baltimore and Denver to kick off that third quarter and then we'll have everything going on right now in the afternoon. We do have a little news on this. This from Field Yates. Apparently Teddy Bridgewater being evaluated for concussion protocol here. So we'll try to get you an update when we do get it. By the way, Baltimore is up 17-7. to at the half, Denver, second half, uh, minus two and a half, 22 the total. Well, more on that, let's go out to Ben Fox out there at South Point. So, Ben, that's concerning information here with Teddy Two Gloves. What did you see there? Because, um, obviously, if he can't go, that changes the complexion of the second half. Yeah, guys, this was right before the half on third down. I think it was a blitzing linebacker and one of those staring down the gun barrel throws uh, incomplete. And Teddy Bridgewater took a big shot. So I'm assuming this is based off of that uh, hit. That was the most recent hit. There's been many on Teddy Bridgewater. I think Baltimore has two sacks. Uh, Broncos one of seven on third down, averaging 4.2 yards per play. And uh, Justin Tucker with that 49 or excuse me, 40 yard field goal right before the half. 17 to 7, and that goes over the first half total of 21 and a half. And obviously, uh, Denver not covering the first half. Ravens cover up 17 to 7 at halftime. Very quickly, Ben. So, again, second half adjusted number now. Uh, the Ravens to lay seven and a half. You got the 10 point lead. Teddy's banged up. Would there be any? Can you give me a reason why the Broncos taking the seven and a half might be the smart play here? Because it feels like to me, all systems go for the guys in purple. Yeah, honestly, they just haven't looked that great. And I think the Ravens are a team that's very content to grind. They know all they need to do is win this game. They they want to grind out a victory. I think their defense is playing well. I think they're fine basically running, punting, keeping the other uh, Broncos on the field. They haven't been able to do anything on offense. So I do hear you. It doesn't seem like the Broncos would be able to come back, but the Ravens aren't that team with that explosive offense right now that you feel like are going to put the nail in the coffin. And the Ravens did get a lot of support this week, including mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Played them not only on bets, but in contest plays. And one of the reasons why, Denver Broncos, it's like, how good is this team? You know, you you only can play who is in front of you. But bottom line, coming into week four, 0-9 combined records for Denver's three victories. Yeah, so that's not overly impressive, obviously. So getting a real test today. And so far, uh, they are not up to the challenge, down by 10 as they get ready to start the third quarter. Uh, Seattle has gotten points. We'll discuss that in a minute. But first, let's go back to Eric at home. And I mentioned, E, when we were talking about the Packers here and Aaron Rodgers, you get the last possession before halftime. They do cash in, although question marks whether or not there was really offsides in the Steelers there. And they have the first possession of the, the second half. What did you make of the offsides call? Do you think it was the right call? Well, I I rewound it about three, four times, and the more I look at it, the more I feel like the Packers got a break and the Steelers really got jobs on this Mm. one. I mean, 
If they were offsides, guys, it was by you know fa- uh, matters of milliseconds and millimeters. That's really what it came down to. Joe Hayden was the one who was flagged for the penalty. Minka Fitzpatrick would have had a blocked field goal and a 75-yard return and a, and a Steelers lead, but that wasn't to be. Mason Crosby gets the second try. 17-10 is Green Bay's score as they get out rolling on their first drive and are now at midfield. Randall Cobb, yet another big catch. So Packers hang on to a seven-point lead, and they have the ball on the move right now as we get started in the third quarter. Steelers had him in a third and seven. We're trying to get him out, but another big play to Randall Cobb. And, yeah, I am with Eric. I thought Joe Hayden timed that perfectly, and it's not because I'm on the Steelers and I got a ticket in my pocket, but thought they had it. And that totally changes the momentum of everything because it would have been first half cover for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They would have had the lead on the road going in at the half, and now all of a sudden they're back on the field and trying to keep the Packers off the scoreboard. This game could get out of hand very quickly. Wes, I'm with you. And again, I've got the the, the Packers in a bunch of tease plays, but I don't like when teams get jobbed. I don't, mm-hmm. and I don't care if it worked in my favor or not. That sh- looks like, to Eric's point, to your point, and Eric's watching it four or five times, probably a really bogus call. You can't make those type of calls unless you're 100% sure, because to your point, Wes, it flips the whole game instead yeah. of having the lead, and now the Packers looking for more to increase their lead of seven right now. Let's go back to Tank Williams. Tank, this is so interesting to me, catching what's going on with the Cardinals in this offense against Boy Genius and that Rams defense, which right now, no answers for King Kyler. And I feel like I'm saying that to you every time we toss to you, but they have no answers. Why is it so difficult right now for the Rams to slow down this Cardinal offense? Uh, well, they just did a pretty good job on second and nine. They brought a blitz and Kyler had to throw it away. But I believe, like I said earlier, Kyler Murray's legs, I mean, that's the X factor, man. I mean, that's one thing that, Regardless of the scheme you try to draw up, there's really no way to combat that because he's just so crafty, so fast. They were showing the highlights as we were coming back into the second half. And the one move he put on the D lineman, I'm surprised he didn't tear his ACL trying to uh, chase up the Kyler Murray. So when you're dealing with a dynamic player like that, it's hard to call the perfect defense. But they have him in third and nine right here. And Kyler's doing what he does, scramble, but they actually get the sack this time. So the Rams defense stiffened up a little bit. I guess they're going to force him to a field goal which is big for them. And if that offense could come down and score a touchdown, now we got the game. Yeah, yeah, very quickly, Tank, because, you know, I kid. Look, Aaron Donald is probably the best defensive player of our generation, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of people that I know, Tank, always like to say he's, you know, more dominant than Lawrence Taylor was back in the day. And I'm like, no, 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 no. let's not get crazy. Right. <laughs> uh, what are they doing to take away 99 so far here? Is it the quick passing game from Kyler Murray? What are they doing to neutralize either Jalen Ramsey and or Aaron Donald? I believe it's a combination of trying to run the ball where you think Aaron Donald's trying to vacate because they like to move the line a lot with Aaron Donald, let him use the speed to, to his advantage. And so when you move him on a stunt, whether it's a run or a pass stunt, you may open up a lane and you run behind, behind it, or you have the, pick, the quick pass game, whether it's going to running backs, you see Max Williams, the tight end, has been heavily involved, or to the wide receivers. And then also – it's just Kyler Murray making plays with his legs. I mean, they've had a lot of pressure on the quarterback at times, and then college just somehow, some way, scurries out of there and just gets the ball out of his hands, and he makes a play. And that's one thing that is really just the, you know, defense against. Like you can have the perfect play drawn up, but when you playing against Kyler Murray, like hey, sometimes you just have to. <laughs> You know, set that to the side and say, hey, that dude's a baller. Like, he just got us on that one. Well, they've got, in my estimation, the, the best defensive tackle in the game. 
uh, right now in AD in the best corner in the game in Jalen Ramsey. But right now, 27-13, Cardinals tack on three. They got a 14-point lead. Let's go back out to Rob's stats. Niners and Seahawks. And Rob, this game has flipped in a hurry. It's something that you, I, and Wes all noticed early on. Dangerous letting Seattle hang around when you could have knocked them out early. And now they're looking for the knockout. Yeah, it is completely flipped. Seattle gets the ball. They go right down the field, six plays. They get the touchdown drive on a long Russell Wilson scramble. And then the 49ers on the ensuing kickoff, the returner muffs the kickoff, recovers it, and then fumbles again and turns it over to the Seahawks inside the San Francisco 10-yard line. So it's 14-7 Seahawks right now, but they're looking to go up more. This game has totally flipped since the first two 49ers possessions. Since then, they have done absolutely nothing at quarterback, and that includes Trey Lance, who so far is 0-2 with a couple of ugly-looking throws. And, Rob, we just saw a play, as you were speaking, by Russell Wilson that, Wes, uh, mortal quarterbacks yeah. can't make. Right, And this is why <laughs> this is why betters back Seattle. Because, mm-hmm. Rob, as you see this play here, of Russell Wilson somehow, it's like the spidey sense, senses that the outside linebacker is coming, can't see him, feels him, spins out of it, and then makes an incredible throw. Can you describe to the people that can't see it what just happened? No, I can't describe (laughs) what just happened. Russell Wilson's under pressure. He drops back. He's rolling right, evading defenders. He chucks the ball to the right front corner of the end zone. This is why he's 14-4 and in the regular season against the 49ers, because you let him hang around, and then he just pulls out the magic wand, and I've seen this movie too many times, and I'm sorry, I'm tired of it. Yeah. And this is why he's never lost three in a row in the NFL. And look, Seattle saw the money early and it didn't look like it was going to be good money. But now all of a sudden, 21 to seven here, five minutes ago in the third quarter. Of course, Trey Lance in at quarterback now for Jimmy G with the quote unquote calf injury. And also, we're about to have another quarterback change, and that's going to be in Denver. Drew Locke is going to be coming in the game. Oh, for more on that, let's go back out to Ben Fox. He is live, obviously, from the South Point Sportsbook and Casino. So Wes just told us about that. Obviously, Teddy Two Gloves, not good enough to go here in the second half. Yeah, guys, we haven't seen. uh, Ravens got the ball first to start the half, went three and out, punted the ball back to Denver. And it is Drew Locke about to take his first snap now. I think Teddy Bridgewater is still in the locker room. So, again, assuming the concussion protocol seems unlikely, he will probably be back. They start, not surprisingly, with a run for a couple yards, but it is Drew Locke. Looks like it will be probably for the second half and the remainder of the game here, 17-7 to Ravens early in the second half. Okay, and again, I, I know that people look. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater has been fantastic mm-hmm. for, for Denver so far, 3-0 ATS, 3-0 straight up, obviously, before this game. But it's not like Drew Locke doesn't have experience. And, and the rumors were, at least early on, that there was a real quarterback competition in the Mile High City before they decided to go with Bridgewater, which obviously is the right choice. But this is the type of scenario that you want a Drew Locke, right? You might not want him for all 17, but at least he's got experience, so you can't feel like you're completely out of this game if you're a Denver back. Yeah, and they're going to have a third down here, a sack there by uh, Mad, Mad Buike, who was one of the players out last week due to COVID-19 for the Baltimore Ravens. So, look, we know why the decision was made. It's not, John Elway doesn't have power in no. Denver anymore because if he did, Drew Locke, the guy he drafted, would have been, been, been the starter. Sir George Payton, the new GM, they went with Teddy Bridgewater, and now uh, Denver going to face third and long on Denver's uh, or Locke's first series. Right. Okay, so again, it uh, looked like we had a turnover with Buda Baker for the Cardinals against the Rams, but uh, we're going to see if there's a flag on the play that might negate that. 
And I do believe that's the case. And we've got second and goal for the Packers. So we've got updates galore. When you come back with us, we're not going anywhere. Just getting cranked up here on the Green Zone on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. is now available 24-7 on your YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. Remember, you can also watch us 24-7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to vsin. Back here inside the Green Zone, Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross coming at you. And Wes, we just saw a score. We're going to get an update on that from Rob Guerrero here in a second as the Niners pull closer Trey Lance goes up top to Debo Samuel. But really, what was interesting is, and Rob told us about this earlier, Robbie Gold, uh, I don't know if he's a Hall of Fame kicker, but he's a really damn good kicker and been a a good kicker in this league for a long time, Mm -hmm. injured his hamstring, can't go. So they were going to go for two, and then a penalty backs him up. Let's go out to Rob's stats now for those particulars. Let's get to the two-point conversion first here, Rob, because this really could impact the game here, and then and then we'll go back in in order to the to the touchdown. But the decision, he almost has to go for it, and then they get a penalty, and then they go for the kick. And what happened? Uh, he pulled it. He pulled it to the left, and they missed the kick. And that's what happens when you have a punter kicking. But the false start penalty on the two point conversion pushed San Francisco back. And Kyle Shanahan loves to coach scared, so he turtled up, right. sat the punter Ow! out there for the second time today, and he missed a kick. And now it's twenty one thirteen. And the 49ers have more work to do. So even when things go right for San Francisco, they go wrong. Yeah, you had to go for two there. You're essentially dead to rights. I mean, the fact, I know you got pushed five yards back, but you're sending that punter, Wisnowski, out there again, and now he is. That's essentially another field goal. It was like a 42-yarder on an extra point. point. Yeah, so absolutely you have to go for two there. I don't think he was doing like the you know, the analytical thing there. I think he was doing kind of the practical thing I when agree. he was going to go for two and then sends it back out there. Now 21 to 13 Seattle minus seven and a half on the end game at BetMGM, 48 and a half your total. Rob, uh, very quickly on the touchdown though, let's talk about the good news for San Francisco. And that was Trey Lance uh, doing the read option and uh, pulling it back and finding Debo Samuel on a busted coverage. It looked like Jamal Adams was supposed to stay with Debo and maybe they're running the zone and he's looking back at a safety for help, but he's the safety what did you make of the busted coverage? Uh, that's Jamal Adams doing what Jamal Adams does best because he can't cover anybody, and he loves to point at other people. Yes. And Debo Samuel was wide open down the right sideline. Yeah, and Rob, I'm right there with you. It's very comical to watch him pointing back like, dude, you're the back. Right. Normally the corner looks back to you to say, where's the help? And yet, uh, yeah, it's never Jamal's fault, but right now 21-13 San Francisco because they could not get the two-point conversion, then try to back it up and uh, kick the extra point, and that was no good. couple other quick updates here going back to SoFi Stadium. Matt Gay trotted out for a 46-yard field goal. Attempt was no good. Ooh. Cardinals now take over at their own 36. 623 left in the third quarter. 27-13 Arizona. Arizona minus 9.5, 60.5 on the total. Okay, let's go back out to Tank Williams watching that game between the Cardinals and the Rams. Uh, first... What's going on with the Rams' offense? Because, again, kind of stuck in the mud here a little bit. And to Wes's point, they had to try to go for three and couldn't get that done. 
What are you seeing from this Cardinal defense that's been posing problems for the Rams today? I mean, yeah, I believe the Cardinals defense is, you know, creating some pressure, you know, throwing the Rams offense, you know, out of sorts a little bit. But I think it's more so the Rams. Like, um, an interception was taken away by cuddling the passer. I mean, you know, Matthew Safford was grazed on the helmet, and then they call roughing, and so they get another opportunity <laughs> to try to extend the drive. And then, you know, Cooper Cups in the slot has a beautiful nod and go. Wide open, should have been a touchdown. Matthew Stafford misses him with no pressure in front of his face. And then you already talked about Matt Gay pushing the field goal. So it just seems like, I don't know, it's just something about the Rams. They just seem off. I don't know if it's a hangover from that game against the Bucks, but they're just not clicking, and Arizona's taking advantage of it. Uh, you said a graze of the helmet on Matthew Stafford. The way you said that, Tank, leads me to believe that you didn't think that was a very good call. Can can, can you not play defense anymore no, this now, listen, I understand how they're trying to protect players, and obviously they've always wanted to protect quarterbacks, but that penalty reminded me, you know the Lance Stevenson gif when he's, like, blowing at LeBron yes. on the free throw line when he's – I mean, that's that's yes. what I thought about instantly when I saw that rough in the past. I mean, I understand what they're trying to do to protect the players, but trust me, that call right there, that ain't it. We need to, we need to get that out of the game. I'm with Tank. Look, we didn't see it, and that's why Tank's watching the game for us, so – I, just point in general is that we got to let defensive players play too. Yeah. Right. I mean, we, I know it's offense. I know it's fantasy football in real life. That's what they're trying to do here and promote the NFL, but defensive players got to be able to tackle. They got to be able to hit and they have to be able to do it without thinking in the moment, in the second that they're trying to bring a, a ball carrier or quarterback down to the ground of, Oh, Am I not following my weight on him and, properly? And I, I hate to say it being an Indianapolis Colts fan and an Indy native, but Bill Polian, when he was head of competition committee, was partially responsible for this because if you remember those Colts and Patriots games yes. where Ty Law and those oh, guys would just it. chuck oh, Marvin yeah, yeah. Harrison at the line, and he's like, they're banging these receivers yeah. too much here. So, you know, that is why I think you really have this going on where, you know, the rules obviously favor the offense. And then, of course, the fantasy football and the daily fantasy right. and people want points. I like 13-10 games where you're just punching other dudes in the mouth. That's what I like, but I'm in the minority. Well, no, you're not. Well, at least uh, not on this set, because I'll, I'll tell you, not that I'm always rooting for defense. I just want a fair fight. Yeah. That's all I ask for in the NFL, Wes, is that I want these guys to be able to do what they get paid to do, and you watch the lack of tackling. We saw it earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the Saints game, there's just some. There's so much porous tackling going on in the NFL because it's almost being legislated out of the game. So that's the part where I get you know kind of – Get off my lawn, old, old man Queen right. Eastwood, Jeff, here. But I, I just want defenses to be able to tackle and do what they get paid to do. I do, too. I'm old school uh, like that. Yeah. I like the old school football. I don't want just, you know, spread it out, nah. and, you know, reckless, henny-penny scoring and whatnot. But one update I do want to get to before okay. we hit a break here in a couple minutes. Teddy Bridgewater officially now ruled out for the game for the Denver Broncos. So 17-7 midway through the third. And with more on that, let's go back out to Ben Falks, uh, VP of Digital Content over at South Point. And Ben, so without Teddy Two Gloves the rest of the way, it was interesting because I asked you at halftime, not knowing that information, if there'd be any reason to to wager live in-game here on the Broncos. What have you seen so far from Drew Locke? Yeah, I was going to say, if you guys like defense, come on over to South Point. We got plenty over here watching uh, watching Broncos, this uh, Broncos-Ravens game. Drew Locke, I have to say, the, the offense looked a little more explosive. I think he's a little more high variance than Teddy, who's yes. going to, you kind of know what he's going to do. Uh, Drew Locke did take a sack, had a couple nice first downs on passes to tight ends. 
ultimately the drive stalled and resulted in what's basically been the story for the Broncos all day, another punt. So the Ravens currently with the ball, third down, uh, again, still have that lead. And it's a tough situation, right? We talk about it a lot with a backup quarterback. He didn't know he was going to play. So getting thrown in in the middle of the game versus having those first team reps during the week to prepare. So you'd assume he'd settle in some. Obviously, he's somewhat of a veteran with a couple years experience, but Mm -hmm. not a bad first series, I would say, coming in. Um, But I'm not sure if I'd jump in on the Broncos yet. Yeah, Ben, that's an interesting point, what you just said about the variance with Drew Locke, because it does fit the old guy making those decisions, John Elway, who Mm -hmm. was a gambler himself on the football field. Mm-hmm. But Vic Fangio really wants Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater because that's the way Vic Fangio wants to play. Defense, don't turn it over. And it's, I think Vic Fangio's way has proven to be correct, at least in the short term this year, 3-0. But to Ben's point, Drew Locke's going to make some mistakes, but he also might make more plays than Teddy Two Gloves can make. Maybe just not today against this Ravens defense. Well, and yeah, if to see how the game plan switches here, that's going to be interesting. Yes. By the way, Denver's going to get off the field here. A big sack on third down. So despite the fact with uh, my fellow Ravens backers here, you are not out of this no. game as of yet. And Baltimore, I don't think necessarily just wants to be passive here yeah. either and, you know, allow this guy to hang around. It's like, oh, we got a 10-point lead, so this is going to be a wrap. Not so much here. Still a lot of time left in Maha. I'm very interesting. Uh, again, very quickly, the Cardinals with that 27-13 lead over the Rams. And, you know, Tank is kind of our, our human over here, right, when we give him a game. But this game's starting to slow down. Yeah. And if you are an over-backer pre-flop here, you're stuck at 40 here about three minutes ago in the third quarter. You don't think of these teams of certainly not the Rams, and obviously being two scores down. They're not out of it, but they better get that offense going or else those underbackers might be looking pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. The in-game total, by the way, out there at SoFi Stadium, 60 and a half, four minutes left to go in the third quarter. Keep in mind, this did close 54 at BetMGM, some 54 and a halves out there. But, you know, you kind of see this a little mm-hmm. bit. I think we saw that with that Seattle-Minnesota game last yep. week that Tank was doing. That was on a big-time overpace, and, and just, then that thing just died. Yep, and right now, uh, Arizona still with the ball third and two inside the Rams' territory again four minutes ago in the third quarter. And very quickly, we're already in the fourth quarter in San Francisco. Just a one-score game, 21-13, but again, the missed field goal, no Robbie Gold. They tried to do that with the punter. And then the missed extra point also with the punter. So those points being left off the off the board there for San Francisco really right now hurting their cause and, down eight. And can I make an observation on Pittsburgh Green Bay? Putting that call aside, Roethlisberger is missing some really easy throws here because he just, I mean, we talked about it. he looked old and slow. I mean, he just, he just looks like he is washed at this standpoint. I hate to say that no. about a player, but... Man, the well, we, evidence is right there. Well, we saw the report come out before last week's game against Cincinnati. The report. Just watch the game. Yeah. If you watch the games and you know anything about Your football. Your eyes do not deceive you. Not at all. But I wonder, Mike Tomlin, being loyal to Big Ben, if he stays in this game, we'll keep an update there. 20 to 10 right now, Green Bay. Come on back. It's the Green Zone on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This football season, your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every single game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com. 
slash subscribe. We've got some score updates we need to get to. And for the first one, let's go out to Rob Guerrero. Of course, he is Rob Stats. Been watching that Seahawks and Niners game. And Rob, you mentioned it the last time we spoke to you. Even when San Francisco does something good, they do something bad. And now it looks like Seattle has got some separation. What's going on there? What's going on is the 49ers had the Seahawks stopped twice on their drive and two crushing penalties extended the drive to help keep it going. One was an offsides on D Ford. Where have we seen that before? And the other was a pass interference on Dre Kirkpatrick. That's the league leading eighth defensive pass interference penalty by the 49ers this year. Seahawks running in 14 yards, Alex Collins for a touchdown and if it weren't for a blown coverage by Seattle in the second half, the 49ers have done nothing. Meanwhile, the Seahawks go touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Very quickly, Rob, and again, we know that Jimmy G is out, and as Wes has denoted here, kind of in air quotes, I believe, with a calf situation. Look, we can't play doctor, and we're not going to do that with Kyle Shanahan here. Do you think this was something that had to be done, or was it inevitable that whether it's a real injury, made-up injury, what have you, that at some point, this is going to be Trey's football team, so why not start it, start it today with Trey Lance? Exactly. What must be done eventually must be done immediately. From the second, the 49ers traded three first-round picks to go up to number three to draft Trey Lance. This moment was inevitable. But the simple truth of the matter is Jimmy Garoppolo is the same guy he always was, which is basically not that good. So what were you what were you gaining by keeping Jimmy Garoppolo in the game? He had a stupid interception early in this one. I think Kyle Shanahan just reached the end of his rope in the game. His defense was dominating again. Like I said earlier, five three and outs were forced uh, forced by the 49ers defense in the first half of this one. The Niners could do nothing with it. So I think Kyle just said, I've got everything to gain and nothing to lose. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Rob. And again, you know, you don't want to tell somebody and on their football team when to switch, you know, somebody's job here at the quarterback position. But you know, we saw it again in L.A. with, with Boy Genius where he just said, Jared Goff, if I have to get whatever I got to do to get him off the roster and get Matty Stafford in here, that's what I have to do. It kind of feels like that's what's happening in San Francisco, that they had to turn it over to Trey Lance. Same thing in Chicago. Whether or not Andy Dalton is better right now than Justin Fields really is kind of beside the point. You, you're going to have to play these kids eventually so that they're not kids anymore, hopefully winning a more... Uh, important game somewhere down the road for Yeah, him. the hour is getting late, though, for young Trey Lance here. Now 28 to 13, San Francisco going to take over. Seattle minus 12 and a half was the in-play play here just about 12 minutes ago out there in Santa Clara. And hours getting very late for the Pittsburgh Steelers Ooh. and maybe on the career of Ben Roethlisberger. He just... He, he, he's showing the wear and tear. Father time is always oh, undefeated. Boy. And uh, our man Eric Edholm is watching this game 27-10 to 10 now, Green Bay up on Pittsburgh. Okay, so I believe we're going to go. Uh, we'll catch up with Eric. Uh, Eric is ready to roll here. So, Eric, let's go to you because, you know, Wes makes the observation. There's another overthrow in live time, as we see here, from Big Ben Roethlisberger. We saw the report come out last week, Eric, before the Bengals game. It was like, one of those most bizarre quote-unquote reports I've seen that people say after watching Ben on tape that maybe he doesn't have it anymore. What kind of report is that anyway? What are you seeing from Ben? And again, I never retire people, and I'll never do that because I'm old and I want to keep working. Mm -hmm. But are we seeing truly the back nine if we're not on 18 for Ben Roethlisberger? 
Yeah, and I'll do some unmasking, guys. I was one of those people who noticed that his play has declined. <laughs> yes. so I, I, you guys are getting a little breaking news here. Yeah. I am one of the witnesses to this. I, I'm sure you both are, too. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the big question. Is What does this mean for the Steelers in the short term? We know long term they're probably going to be a candidate to draft a quarterback in round one. Maybe, hey, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Maybe they can uh, get the guy who's uh, you know scored on five straight possessions against them today. But – you know, whatever it is, 2022, we know there'll be a change or we feel like there'll be a change. What about the short term here? Can they keep riding Ben? He just had a, a nice scramble for 12 yards and, you know, he had the 45 yard touchdown to open the game. But in between, there's been indecisiveness, inaccuracy and and just not the same playmaking magic we've come to know. So you can understand why the Steelers would want to bring him back, maybe try to conjure something up for the season with a good defense. But it hasn't worked so far. Okay, very quickly. And, Eric, I thought you laid it out perfectly earlier in the program where you said, okay, well, you want to bench Ben. That's great. Who do you go to? Mason Rudolph, we've yeah. kind of seen that before. Dwayne Haskins, that's the guy I want to bring to the table here, Wes and Eric, because, you know, I know in, in D.C., in the circles that, I, that I've spoken to there with, with my sources, if you will, back in the D.C. area, obviously he did everything wrong coming out of Ohio State to Washington. But – from what I'm hearing now with Mike Tomlin, a new lease on his football life, is that something to explore? That maybe with the upside, that if he's gotten it figured out between the ears, and I'm not saying he has, is that something the Steelers might need to look into? I think so, especially if they you know, either get in a position where they're desperate or you know, the playoffs are out of reach and they just decide, okay, we've got to see as much as we can from this kid before making a decision on 2022, I think at some point you'll rather you'd rather see him, I think, than Rudolph, whom we've we've seen in a few starts replacing Ben. We've seen in some mop-up duty. We saw in the playoff game the total product, or just before I should say, hasn't been impressive with Rudolph. It was a third-round pick. They're probably going to cut ties with him at some point. You'd figure, uh, unless he just gets thrown into a game and, and really excels. So I would guess of the two, yes, Haskins, the unknown quantity, if you will. Had a couple moments in the preseason. He'd be the more likely of the two to, to get some action. Is it today? Is it next week? Is mm. it a month from now? We have no idea. Fourth and four, by the way, and Roth- and Packers obviously going for it, down 27-10. But where does Roethlisberger go? He goes in the right flat to Najee Harris. Loss of one yards. Dave, you were talking about, okay, we're on the 18th. We're on the 18th in the water and trying to save double bogey if you're Ben Roethlisberger Only Bryson right DeChambeau now. can do that uh, when he puts it in the water. Still yeah, somehow this, makes this, par. They've been outplayed here, clearly, the Steelers. That was a bad break on that call that it could is. have shifted the momentum of the I, game. But nevertheless, it's been all Green Bay, pretty much one-way traffic in the second half. And, and while I agree with you 100% that it's been all one-way traffic here in the second half, that play, because I am one of those believers that moments in time – changed complexions of football games, mm-hmm. and I think that changed it completely. If they go into the halftime with the lead, maybe this second half is different. And again, all, all, the only reason why I bring that up is officials. You cannot make game-changing calls unless you're 100% yeah. sure. You looked at it. Eric said he rewound it four times. Still doesn't see the offsides. Those are game-changing calls that officials are making. So I always say let the guys decide it on the field. Let's not have the Zebras potentially change a call and change a game. Yeah. And so far, that feels like the biggest play of the game. Again, that flipped it. It was a 10-point swing in one play. Yeah, Packers now minus 20 and a half plus a buck 05, 51 and a half. The total is uh, Green Bay now once again in Pittsburgh territory. 
this is a DOA ticket for me. Had a good morning. This is going to be a loser for me, clearly. Does not look very good right now. Seattle sitting down on San Francisco 28-13. And again, Trey Lance in the ball game here. But Seattle has the football. Excuse me. Uh, Seattle does have the football at midfield. Got 10 minutes to go as they start to wind some clock here. And right now, let's go back to Tank Williams because Tank... We think you're going to get the over here, but it might all come from the birds because Arizona showing no signs of let up against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I think y'all was sprinkling a little bit of hater rate on my team money juju saying that we were <laughs> slowing down with the scoring, but then Kyler Murray and those guys come back with a major attack. Kyler using his legs per usual. They set up a beautiful tight end screen, the Max Williams who rumbles down into the uh, red zone and then two rushes and then James kind of barrels in. And so now, yeah, we have 47 points, and I believe we opened that 54. I think we have a good shot at the over. So it's not over till it's over, but I think the over's going to be here soon. Tank, that's the life of a sports better, man. We are always cynical. We're right. always like, I, I am the <laughs> ultimate cynic. I'm never the optimist. I'm like, oh, I'm going to win this. I'm always like, how am I going to lose this? How am I going to lose? <laughs> by the way, uh, and again, looks like Cooper Cup just got laid out on an overthrow by Matty Stafford there. So third and two as they begin the fourth quarter. I believe the, the Steelers just got a turnover in Green Bay. So, again, if you're a Steelers backer and you're getting the six, I know you're down yeah. 17. Yeah, you, but need, we, you need two touchdowns. I, we I saw think Carolina come back against mm-hmm. Dallas, and all, the Cowboys still covered uh, pre-flop. So, not quite the Undertaker uh, Twitter no, meme getting out yet. of the coffin here yet. Not until they make it a 10-point game. I, I want to have more time for this conversation uh, when we come back here on the Green Zone West, but I want you to start thinking about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. If things hold in L.A., yes, I want you to start talking about Kyler Murray for MVP because I know – he was the favorite. Yeah, the market's certainly already been talking about it. But what surprised me is I thought, come on, Kyler Murray, really, for the MVP? This is one of those showcase games. Divisional rival. They've lost the last eight in a row Arizona has to the Rams. If he gets this done in the fashion in which he's doing it against what I thought was a very good defense, maybe not so crazy on that on that uh, play there. No, not at all, because the Cardinals are about one quarter away from going 4-0. All right, let's see right now if the Rams can get back into it. They're going to have a first and goal. When you come back with us here on the Green Zone on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Today, BetMGM, enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with a lock of the year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any team, and if any team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 dollars in free bets if any team simply scores a touchdown new customer offer paid in free bets eligibility restrictions do apply visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years or older to wager please gamble responsibly if you have a problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in nevada alongside west reynolds i am dave ross this is the green zone here on vsin and west right now 
there's not a ton of drama in the second slate of games here in this afternoon. Baltimore with a 10-point lead right now is about the closest thing we have as the Niners down 15 and the Rams in a world of trouble at home against the Cardinals. This is an interesting nugget here, and, and we'll move on and go to all of our correspondents here. But this from uh, Brooke Pryor at B.E. Pryor on the Twitter machine, and she is with this uh, ESPN uh, NFL Nation reporter for the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger is now the only quarterback in the last 20 seasons to lose yardage on multiple fourth down completions Whoa. in the same season. Per ESPN to lose stats yardage on multiple fourth down. Wow. Yeah, because remember he You're threw not that fourth to the He threw that pass to Najee Harris, and it's like the Packers had about four or five green jerseys around him, and he's not going to be able to beat all those guys. So uh, you can just tell. I mean, Ben didn't throw it down the field. He's just not seeing it, or guys aren't getting open, or something is happening. But he's not playing very well. And Baltimore, by the way, just has three more points on the board now, 20 to seven. And I do believe we're going to go out to Ben. Is that correct? Or we're going to go to Tank Williams first because the Rams were trying to get back in this game at SoFi Stadium. But Tank, the defense stood up and was accounted for. I mean, yeah, we're witnessing the greatest no-show on turf. Oh. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, we expected the Rams to come out with that performance that they had against Tampa Bay. And I mean, they've just laying the egg. I mean, it was one of those things where Matthew Stafford actually used his legs, was Kyler Murray-esque, to get them down into the red zone, but they couldn't punch it in. He tried to complete a pass to Tyler Higby, fourth and one, and they just couldn't get it in. I mean, I think that basically caps out the day that the off the Rams offense has had. I mean, they just couldn't get anything going, not able to connect, whether you're in the middle of the field or in the red zone. And so that's how you have this result. 34-13, 10 minutes left in the game, and I wouldn't be surprised if Cardinals go down here with a 90-yard drive and throw up seven more points. You know, Tank, the, the gif of The Undertaker in, in uh, you know, on Twitter sphere of, the, <laughs> of him coming up, that might have been an underkiller with the Rams not being right. able to punch that one in there. So 34-13 here, 47 points, unless the Rams can get some stops, get the, get the ball back. There's no impetus for the Cardinals to have to score any more points. No. They got plenty of points. No, run the ball. That's all they want to do is let time go off that clock. I was I was laughing a little bit because I was watching the Niners game in the corner of my eye, and they just missed a blatant holding call. Uh, Trey Lance trying to get Kyle Shanahan and that offense back in business, down 15 about six minutes ago. Officiating has not been very good league-wide today. Not at all. But let's go back out to Ben Fox. He is over at South Point uh, watching the Ravens and the Broncos, and it feels like this game has been over for a while, but the Broncos still, their defense doing enough to keep them in this thing, Ben? Yeah, guys, and speaking of injuries, just one to watch for the Ravens. Already down, Ronnie Stanley inactive. Alejandro Villanueva went back to the locker room. And as a result, a 30-yard touchdown was negated by a face on the Andre Smith. First, to have to settle for a field goal. All right. Justin Tucker, 46 yards. I guess good in 66 mile high uh, today. So... Any, anywhere in there, he's probably going to hit it. 20-7 to seven right now, the Ravens. Uh, I think Denver's offense has looked better under Drew Locke, but again, it's just there's going to be start to run out of, running out of time here. 13-37 left in the fourth quarter, 20-7 to seven Baltimore. All right, all Ravens right now. Let's see if they can sit on them the rest of the way in this fourth quarter, try to take the, the air out of football, which John Harbaugh loves to do. Justin Tucker, by the way, just made his 300 field goal in 148 games, fastest in NFL history. Next stop, Canton, Ohio, for Justin Tucker. And by the okay. way, that adjusted price, minus 12.5 on the Ravens, 35.5 at BetMGM. All right, before we go back to Eric Edholm, very quickly, 
Is Justin Tucker the best kicker you've ever seen? He is. I mean, I'm partial to Adam Vinatieri because, you know, he's won all these Super Bowls for New England and Indianapolis, but Justin Tucker's pretty damn good. He might be be the best, but he's not the most clutch because he hasn't been in those clutch situations. I I know Detroit, 66 yards, that's not exactly week three is not the Super Bowl when he got, what, a 47, Mm -hmm. 49 yard or whatever Mm -hmm. Vinatieri had back in the day. Just saying, Vinatieri did it throughout his career in huge games. Tucker's done it throughout his career, not necessarily in the biggest of games. That's the difference. Let's go back out to Eric Edholm, Steelers and Packers. Any signs of life here from big men in this offense as they go into the fourth quarter now, E? Yeah, they're on life support, I think you would say. <laughs> there was just a penalty by the Steelers uh, bringing up a uh, on a fourth down situation here. They're in Green Bay territory, but they're going to be on the wrong side of the 40-yard line facing a fourth and nine, down 27-10 to 10 as we get rolling here at the start of the fourth quarter. So a chance here. You don't want to bring another kicker out here. I mean, look, uh, you know, Crosby and uh, uh, Boswell are pretty good. They're not in the Tucker category. That, you know, certainly makes it a two-point game here, but they got to get touchdowns. They know Aaron Rodgers has been hot. He scored on five straight drives between the uh, second and third quarters. So Steelers uh, just barely hanging on here. They've got one last gasp here. Now it appears they are going to be back to punt. So hmm. uh, I don't know if they're punting. punting on the game here, but who is this punter? Oh. minutes left. He is in Green Bay territory. I I, oh. I I don't know. Even in fourth and nine, boys, I don't know. I I'm remember this punter, by the way, from Georgia Tech. His name is Harvin. He looks like he should be playing on the offensive line. They need some protection up there, clearly, for Ben Roethlisberger in this offense. This punter is absolutely massive and a, a good does his job. Yeah. It doesn't. It does his job. Great job. Doesn't help me any with the Pittsburgh ticket. But how uh, in the hell do you punt there? I mean, Eric at home, just live in the moment here in the green zone, is as exa- as exasperated as I am right now. I mean, Wes, I'm conservative when it comes to points. Like, take the points, right? Yeah, but you got to get points here. You're down 17. You're the ball yeah. on their side of the fourth and nine, and you're punting I down know. three scores. It's ridiculous. How I does mean, that make any sense? I, I think that almost shows how little confidence confidence they have in Ben Roethlisberger right now. Because it's like I have more confidence in my defense Whoa. to force a turnover so I can get a short field. I mean, that is basically the surrender monkey right there. That is the surrender flag. I Look, I love Mike Tomlin. He's a 757 guy like me, and I have a great affinity for him. And I think he's a great football coach. Not good. Great. That decision is deplorable. Yeah. I do not understand how you can make that he, decision. He basically is saying, call it a day. Uh, yes, it's over. Call it a day here for the Steelers. You know, it's funny, Wes. I was going to ask you before we just saw that. All these games right now are trending to the under. Mm-hmm. All these afternoon window games. But the Cardinals are back in business again. And we didn't think they had to score anymore. Chase Edmonds right now is running rough shot in this Rams defense. Speaking yeah. of surrender, feels like this team has quit. So let's go back out to Tank Williams very quickly. Tank. Ah, uh, I mean, boy genius, Sean McVay. Hey, didn't I tell you that I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals drive down with a ninety-yard, with a ninety-yard drive and score seven, and that's exactly what we're witnessing right now. I can't tell you that the Rams are just like waving the white flag, also, and just kind of giving it up to these guys. But the way that they're playing run defense, I mean, it damn sure seems like it right now. I, I'm with you. They have zero answers for the Cardinals' offense right now. And Tag, I loved on the zone read, right, where uh, Kyler handed it off to Chase Edmonds, what, inside their own five. And then he just put his arms up like he thought he was going 95 to the yeah. house. But right now, there's really not a lot of resistance, right? This has been just running it right down the Rams' throat. And they're supposed to have a damn good defense, and they're getting run right, right. through. 
Yeah, and it's just what you said. I mean, what do you expect the Cardinals to do? You're up 34-13. You want to run the clock out. So when you know what the offense is going to do against you, yet you're still giving up these huge chunk plays, I mean, that says something about, you know, Arizona trying to exert their will and show that they're the dominant team in, in the tough NFC West. I think we can all say that the NFC West is one of the tougher divisions, so this is a really important win for the Arizona Cardinals. But on top of that, I mean, if you can be like this, you want to show that you have some intestinal fortitude, that you're just not going to lay down in the fourth quarter even though the game is over. So this is going to be something that may carry over to next week if Sean McVay doesn't get these guys' heads right. Hey, I'm with you, Tag. I just love that message because, mm-hmm. to me, that signifies where's your personal pride? Yes. Where's your professional pride? Do your damn job right now. Because the Rams, this no is resistance. the division, and you've got this plucky upstart. This is usually the, okay, show them who's boss. We kind of saw that in college yesterday. It's like Arkansas's the upstart. Georgia ah. smacks them around. <laughs> Mississippi's the upstart. Alabama smacks them around. Not so much in the NFL. Arizona Cardinals absolutely here. And we'll see what they do if they go for it nah. because they're deep in territory. If they add a three here, by the way, the total is still in, in play here. 54, 54 and a half was the closer. Okay, let's see. I, I'm, I'm willing to wager that they're going to kick the field goal here to make it uh, three touchdowns and three two-point conversions to make it 24 if they get to that. Uh, well, we'll figure it out. It looks like they are going to kick the field goal. So we got much more to get to. Obviously, we've got scores and updates on the other side of a very short break. But right now, not a lot of drama. So Wes and I get to breathe a little bit easier. Not so much of a sweat zone scenario in these afternoon games. Don't go anywhere. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 